0: Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain for another look at a major historical vehicle used in a Bond movie now in the past i have called these major military vehicles because well the t-54 soviet tank featured in goldeneye and the avro vulcan bomber featured in thunderbolt were military platforms the vehicle i want to talk about today is not a major military platform or at the very least not that the american government has admitted to using for military purpose so you can probably guess where i'm going with this and i'm talking about the american space shuttle created by nasa and moonraker the interesting thing about the use of the space shuttle in Moonraker was that it was obviously a conscious choice by Eon. They didn't really need to use the space shuttle. Anyone who's read the book Moonraker and seen the film knows of that they didn't really follow, other than the overarching plot for the villain, Hugo Drax, they didn't really follow the book hardly at all. And they really could have designed any spacecraft they wanted to get his master raced up to his space station in the film. Eon has never been shy from creating vehicles that don't exist. I mean, think about, you know, the iceberg submarine. And I've always been curious as to why they chose the American Space Shuttle. I mean, in what seems like an obvious choice, but truthfully, at the time that Moonraker was released, the American Shuttle had yet to fly in space. The first shuttle was unveiled to the public on Constitution Day in 1976 and named Enterprise. As a matter of fact, the shuttle itself was supposed to be named Constitution, but a very vigorous letter-writing campaign from Star Trek fans convinced NASA to not only rename that shuttle Enterprise, but to invite the actors and actresses from the show, many of whom attended the unveiling. And when they rolled the shuttle out of They apparently played the Star Trek theme when they did it. That shuttle, however, Enterprise never flew in space. It was a prototype, though very Moonraker-like. It was detached in flight from the back of a 747 to do landing tests, sort of like we see in the gun barrel, the pre-gun barrel sequence in Moonraker, although they didn't fire the main engines and the 747 was not destroyed. The shuttle was unveiled in 76. Moonraker comes out in 1979, and the first shuttle flight, in space is not until 1981. So they were really sort of banking that, hey, yes, this is going to fly and there's not going to be any issues. And as the decades went by and the over 130 missions that the various shuttles flew, we know now, you know, that things have gone wrong. Challenger blew up on takeoff. Columbia was destroyed on re-entry and leaving only... Atlantis discovery and endeavor behind to chart the now shut down shuttle program. Now, I like the fact that they chose the shuttle for Moonraker. It's somewhat prophetic now, but the whole program could have fallen apart and seemed kind of odd. By adding it in now and the fact that the NASA shuttle was ultimately an overly successful vehicle, it was instrumental in the Building of the International Space Station, the deployment of the Hubble telescope, and many other satellites, and orbital experiments. What many people don't realize is Eon Productions were not the only one to sort of steal the American space shuttle design. The Soviet Union actually had a shuttle of its own, and a lot of people don't realize that. As a matter of fact, they had five or six shuttles. And they were very clandestine about the whole program. And unlike the American program, every single solitary Soviet shuttle had the same name on the side. So anytime anyone were to take photographs of it, spy it from space, they were very careful to only have one out visible at a time, and they all had the same name, which made it very hard for the Americans to determine how many shuttles they really had. A lot of people also don't realize that the Soviet space shuttle did fly. One time, it flew, it orbited the Earth, unmanned, and returned intact. So the Soviets ultimately were on their way to a successful shuttle program until the collapse of the Soviet Union in the late 80s and early 90s. Ultimately, that shuttle named Baran, the shuttle that flew for the Soviet Union, would end up in a collapsed hangar and is not left to posterity. So if you'd like to see a shuttle live, they're around. Uh, Enterprise is now awaiting a new museum in New York City, but it is currently on back of the USS Intrepid in New York Harbor. The other shuttles, the Shuttle Atlantis, can be visited in the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. Discovery is in the Stephen Udvar-Hazy Center, which is actually an annex on the airport grounds from the Smithsonian's Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. The Shuttle Endeavor is in the California Science Center. And I've seen a couple of these. I've seen Discovery, and I've actually seen Enterprise twice. And they are... Pretty interesting to take a look at. I think the thing that struck me the most about the shuttles are the size. And not that they are bigger than I thought. They actually are smaller than I thought they would be. They always look like these massive things on television. But it's somewhat of a perspective thing. And When you see them live, they actually do appear to be a little smaller than you, know, you would think. Or at least that I thought. The shuttle program use in Moonraker, I like it. I think now that the program was successful, it adds a level of realism to the Moonraker film and not a film that I am really big on in and of itself. It's very close to the bottom of my list, but I thought other than the laser fight with jetpacks, I thought the space effects were pretty good at the time. So if you'd like to do a little reading up on, I'd encourage you to read into the American shuttle program. The, the Soviet shuttle program is another interesting story. If you can find stuff online for that and take a look, dig it up, expand your knowledge. That's what the Bomb Brain is all about. So this is Bud West with the Bond Brain and the Bond Brain will return.